Legendary comedian Jay Leno is our guest. Hey, Jay, I wanted to start by asking about that great piece on the Today Show where you took uh, an American hero for a ride of a lifetime in that in that great card. Do you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, oh, yeah. You mean the, the female soldier? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, We've done this a couple of times. Yeah, she was a young woman who, uh, Stephanie, she lost her leg. And, uh, God, she, she landed at... Uh, Bargram Air Force Base. She was there only a few months, and boom, uh, got her leg blown off. And uh, a really remarkable young woman. I mean, she really was terrific. And it was kind of fun. We went down under the pretext that we were uh, just talking to um, military people about cars and stuff. And then we took her for a ride in the new, uh, you know, the new Fiat 124. And then we gave her the car, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We took her to George Washington's house and. You know, he was obviously the first commander-in-chief, and mm-hmm. she got the Purple Heart, and uh, George Washington started the Purple Heart. And uh, so it was, yeah, it was really touching. We brought her mom and, and her and her brother and her nephew, and uh, it was really fun. It was yeah. fun. It was just a, it was a cool piece in the Today Show. We're going to link to that on the, on the Bob and Tom app. We are joined by the great comedian Jay Leno. Chick McGee is here in the studio with us, along with uh, Josh Arnold. Uh, Jay, you're such a car guy. I I was reading some recent statistics that the manual transmission is about to be a thing of the past. That has to disappoint you, I would think. Well, I don't know if it's a thing of the past. I think, you know, Porsche did away with it, and then it was such an outcry. You now pay extra for it. (laughs) Well, welcome to the real world. Something that was, remember you paid extra for the automatic? But if you want the manual, it's going to cost you this much. You know, it's all demand. I mean, to most people, an automobile is like a refrigerator. It's just an appliance, you know. Yeah. It gets you from A to B. But I think there will always be a market for enthusiasts. I'm, I'm not particularly worried about that. Yeah. Of, of all the cars you have, what's the most difficult one to drive? Well, I think the most difficult for most people would be the steam cars because there's just so many things you have to do. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of a normal car. Mm-hmm. It's just, like uh, like a Stanley steamer turns 357 revolutions per mile, not per minute, per wow. mile, you know. And then plus you're made of wood and you're on fire. So I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of there's an element to that, you know. It's hard to believe those didn't catch on. <laughs> no, actually, they. I mean, they were huge. I mean, yeah. steam cars were very reliable. And very dependable. The first White House cars were steam cars. The first military vehicles were steam. Really? Don't forget, steam ran this country from 1803 to about 1910. And submarines are still steam. You know, so steam, there's nothing more powerful than, than water when you think about it. I mean, it's the only element that acts the same whether you freeze it or heat it. If you heat water, it expands. If you freeze it, it expands. I mean, if you put a little bit of water in a metal block and weld it shut and put a fire under it, eventually that water is going to split that metal block. I mean, that's how powerful it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you put it in my basement, I have to get all new carpeting. That's a different story. We're speaking with... <laughs> hey, the, what I want to tell you, hey, <laughs> we're stupid water. <laughs> we're speaking with comedian with comedian Jay Leno. I, and I, I forget the name of the movie. I was thinking many years ago... American Hot Wax. Yeah, that's it, where you were the, you were the chauffeur. Did did you get that job as, as the driver because of your skills behind the wheel, or was it because... No, 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 I wasn't. No, that was just... I, I was just up for the part, and I got the part. And, you know, the sad thing is that movie can never be shown again because at the time, nobody thought to secure the music rights. 
So oh. it can never it can never play on HBO or cable or anything, you know. I had no because, idea because it would cost too much to go back and have to pay all those artists now. You wow. know? Oh my! It's it's a it's a great movie and and everybody had darker hair then. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it was a lot of fun to do. I'm not a big you know movies. Uh, you know, it's not fun to do. You know, you sit in trailers with actors and they talk about pyramid power and you go, okay, great. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's just you, you have actor conversations. You know, what if we're just a molecule? Okay, great, Bob. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, so, yeah, that's not... Plus, when you do movies, this is what directors do. Okay, that was really funny. That was really hilarious. Uh, let's do it again the same way. <laughs> good, good. Okay, that was just as hilarious as the first time. Let's do it from this angle now. I'll do it just as funny. Okay. You know, there's no audience. I, I, like, I like the live. Yeah, I, I, the first time I saw you, Jay, it was in a very small comedy club. It was a tremendous show. So it was, uh, and it's it's been such a great time. Now, where to see was that you at? Where, where I was saw that? you at the original Crackers in Broad Ripple in Indianapolis. You know, yeah. I was just talking about that. This is so funny because I said this. I don't know how we got on this discussion, but I was, you know, they have like a comedy condo they used to put you. Oh, in. Oh yeah, they oh, still yeah. exist. They yeah. still exist. So so I I check in and it's, and it's like it was very cold out. It was like October or something, and I. My suit is all rumpled, and I see out the window a mall. So I get in the phone book, and there's a one-hour dry cleaner. Okay. So I don't have a car or anything. So it's freezing, and I got my suit. It's like a two-mile walk. I walk to the mall. I walk into a one-hour cleaner in, in Broad Ripple, or wherever it was, and I give this guy the suit. I said, I said, I got a show tonight, so I'll be back about four or five hours. He goes, what? I said, I'll come back about four or five hours. No, he says, it won't be right until Thursday. I said, but you're one hour. It says one hour cleaner. He says to me, he says to me no, no, that's just the name of the place. Oh. Goes, we can't really do it in an hour. I go, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Jay Leno is our guest. And Jay, you are, I think, for a pure stand-up that came up through the ranks. Do you remember your first appearance on The Tonight Show long before you became the host? Oh, yeah, your first parents. You know, your first time actually is like your first girl. You're not very good at it. It's over real quick, but you want to do it again, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it, yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, I mean, it was great fun, actually. Johnny was terrific. And, I mean, back in those days, one appearance on The Tonight Show really sort of made you. I mean, the only equivalent might have been the Ed Sullivan show in the 50s and 60s. That's where everybody watched the same show. You know, I think now you have to do probably 10 or 15 TV appearances to get, to get as many people to see you as, as appeared on. Because don't forget, there was really not much competition back in those days. Johnny was the late-night show. That was the only one. You didn't have, you know, Comedy Swim and all these other kind of things, Adult Swim and all these cartoons. I mean, I, you can watch Seinfeld reruns opposite now, you know, so it was just a different time. Yeah. Do you remember, by chance, your first joke? The first joke was a throwaway. I think I said, uh, I was just sort of parroting other comedians. I said, I'm originally from the United States, and the United States people are here. Oh, man. Oh, what a, what a thing. Man, what are the odds? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Woo! Uh, when you uh, are out these days doing stand-up, and I know you do, you do it all the time, how much new material do you test on a given evening? Do you have a certain spot where you try try some more? or? Yeah, you, you slip it in. I mean, it's, you know, the one, you know, when you do the Tonight Show, you do different jokes in the same place every night. When you're on the road, 
you do the same jokes in a different place every night. And there's advantages, disadvantages. Like on The Tonight Show, if something happened at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, hopefully you could be the first person with a joke about it that night at 11.30. But then the next day you say to yourself, ah, I got a better joke on the subject, or I got a better punchline, or a better setup. But you can never do it again because you just threw it away, you know? Whereas when you're on the road, if you try out a new bit on Wednesday, okay, man, this part didn't work. Let me cut it down. You do it a little differently on Tuesday. Then by the time Friday and Saturday come, instead of just having a quick three or four second throwaway line, you've got a bit of a story, you know, so you can let the material breathe a little bit and let it grow. And that's what's the great fun. That's the great fun part about it. Yeah, I remember we were talking with uh, George Carlin one particular day, and he was kind of in a sour mood. Yeah, yeah, George would get in his house. And, and I was trying to think, what can I, what can I do that'll that'll make him brighten up a little bit? And I asked him the following question, and please don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Go ahead. I said to George, "Do you have a piece that you do that you love, and all of your friends and the audiences all hate?" <laughs> and he was so happy that I asked him that, and he proceeded to launch into the bit, and it was great. <laughs> but it was just, it was, I guess, one of those things that sometimes as a comedian, you just have one thing that you really like that... Well, you know, every now and then you have things you think are funny, but it's like, I am not a, I'm not a avid sports guy. And I remember once I was on a thing, and I, this seems so funny to me, but it obviously is not. <laughs> the idea, I was talking about the Red, Boston Red Sox, and I said, you know, I did an investigation. It turns out a lot of these guys aren't even from the Boston area. <laughs> yeah. and, and people went, well, of course not. Yeah, they come from... Well, sure. you, know, I, you know, I'm basing on... You know, the joke is sort of based on Little League where you have to be from the town. You, know, you can't be from the next town. You know, and, and, and people looked at me like, well, of course not. Many of them come from... Uh, uh, Cuba or somewhere. <laughs> Dominican Republic. Well, no, no, uh, no. The joke is, it was sort of based on that because you know all those stories about you know West Roxbury's got a guy from <laughs> East Roxbury. You know, that kind of, right? And, and just nothing. You know, just nothing. But that's that, that's what happened. You know? uh, we're speaking with Jay Leno. Before we let you go, Jay, it's my understanding uh, it may have been just last week that you got to go in the uh, in in the two seater IndyCar, car. Is that correct? No, I was in a one-seater Indy car. I got to drive an Indy car. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, you're long? Oh, oh my goodness. Very cool. How'd that go? Good. You know, the the grip is amazing. That's I mean, you're pulling three, four, five Gs on those cars. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, I mean, I've driven street cars that have as much or more power than an Indy car, but they don't have the grip. You know, most cars, you go in a corner and you're, you put your foot to the floor and you feel the tail start to slide out. You try to bring it around a little bit, you know, using the throttle. These things, it just plows into the corner so hard that it's like, geez, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how, uh, uh, how much grip they have. Now, did, did they put some kind of a governor on that or something to prevent you from flooring it? Or did they, <laughs> were they on the radio going, you're okay? No, they, they, they have a car that's uh, detuned somewhat. So, you don't get the crazy show business celebrity hitting the wall. You know? <laughs> Some interesting news out of Indianapolis this afternoon. Uh, Funny man Jay, Jay Leno. Leno evidently thought he could... Uh, yeah. he had an unpleasant helicopter Well, you know, ride. It, it's interesting. I did, uh, down at Talladega, we, I had to do 100 laps and about 190 miles an hour around oh. Talladega, and that's a big track. And I was in a Carrera GT, and, and you know... 
at 190, things happen pretty quickly, you know, and you go on down and you go in the corners and just the m- most minute change, you know, so I was very careful and I could feel the, you know, after the tires got hot and got a little worn, start to slide a little bit. Okay. And then when we were finished, I was coming down the straight and the guy gave me the thumbs up like, that's good. And all I did was lift the throttle and man, I went into a spin, ring, 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 about half a dozen spins. Luckily I managed to avoid hitting the wall, yeah. but I mean, it just tore the tires right off. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty crazy. Once again, Jay Leno was our guest, and I, uh, real quick, I remember an episode of The Tonight Show. I'm going to get some of these details probably incorrect. Paul Newman was your guest. Oh, Paul, yeah, that's and, right. And you did a little uh, in-studio race with Mr. Newman, who, of course, You know, I'll tell you something. He is unbelievable. Here at NBC, uh, here we're there at uh, NBC, <laughs> you know, most of it, it was an enormous building, what, maybe a million square feet. So you had these long hallways, and we were the last show still on that lot. Most of the shows had moved down to Universal Studios, so consequently all the sitcoms. So you had literally a quarter of a mile long hall with turns. So we had a couple of uh, electric go-karts. So we said, uh, mm-hmm. I said to Paul, now Paul is 82 at this point, I think, and this guy was a steely-eyed mm-hmm. I mean, I was practicing all afternoon. I said, you know, I've got to kick uh, Newman's butt here on this thing. You know? And he took off, and I tried to keep up. You know, I couldn't. He just cut every apex perfectly. I mean, he was a really good racer. People always think, oh, because you're a, you know, a show business idiot, you don't know what you're doing. But uh, that would be the case with me. But, I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, I was stunned at how competitive he was. You know, he just... Had to win this race. And, you know, the, the funny thing was, years ago, I did a celebrity race. One of these, the Toyota thing at Long Beach, you know. So it's me and, and like, you know, Helen Hayes and, like, Barnelly <laughs> Jones, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I've got my Toyota Celica, and it's got my name on it. You know, I'm standing there. And I see Parnelli, and then I see him disappear. And I walk over to Parnelli, and he's on his knees with a file, just take the edge off his tires. I go, what are you doing? It's a celebrity race. He goes, no, I got to win. You know, <laughs> I, all right. So we get in the race and Dan Gurney's in front of me. I say, I'm just going to do what Dan Gurney does. So I follow Dan. I see his brake lights go out. I hit my brakes. Okay. You accelerate. I accelerate. He says, brakes, the brakes. Okay. I'm like three feet behind him. Okay. Now I'm like uh, 10 feet behind him. Okay. I can still see him. Now I'm like 20 feet behind him. Now pretty soon I go, Where's Gurney? I look at my rearview mirror, and he's right on my tail. How did, how did that happen? I was doing everything he did. You know, so it's, uh, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he can't tell jokes. One of the things I remember about the Paul Newman on the Tonight Show episode that I'm thinking about, you got Paul Newman to tell the mysterious story of uh, there'd been this legend about Paul Newman that he had taken, I want to say, a Volkswagen Beetle and stuffed a Porsche engine in it or something. And, and this had always been a, an urban legend. I'd been hearing it my entire life because I grew up right. in the same town he was from. And you got him to more or less admit that he had done that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, he had a Volkswagen with a Porsche engine in it. Yeah. Hilarious. And he would, dri- he would drive around Connecticut waiting for cars to pull up next to him. But he, yeah, he, and the, he, he also had a Volvo with a 327 Chevy in it, <laughs> uh, which, which Letterman bought. Oh, that's funny! I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, they bought. I think they. I think they still have it. Probably. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Jay Leno was our guest. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Jay. Guys, yeah. thanks for taking the time. See you later. Bye, bye.